You're listening to Superpower Curiosity with Dr. Richard Gillette. And I'm Molly Ruth, producer for the podcast. In Superpower Curiosity Season 1, we're exploring societal divisions and how to get past them. Richard writes on this topic extensively in his book, It's a Freaking Mess, How to Thrive in Divisive Times. For this episode, Decide What is Within Your Own Power, Richard reads an excerpt from It's a Freaking Mess. Decide what is within your own power. There is great relief in clearly delineating what is within your power to achieve and what is not. You see things happening that you would like to change, some things you really can change, and some things you cannot. If the change you would like to see involves anyone else at all, then it is not within your power to make it happen since other people have choices that you cannot control. This does not, of course, mean that you shouldn't ask another person to make a change. It's just that you have no guarantee that the other person will do what you want. And if the change you would like to see involves the doings of the physical universe, including your physical body, it is also not in your power to make it happen, since you do not, unless you are very unusual, have the power to make the universe obey you. In short, you have definite control only over your own thoughts, words, and actions. You can vote. You can encourage others to vote. You can also vote through what you buy or don't buy. You can take part in demonstrations, voice your opinions, write to your political representative. But you cannot, unless you are a dictator in a pretend democracy, control the result of the election. Having such clarity is helpful. Recognizing what is outside your sphere of control gives tremendous relief from the burden of carrying national situations on your shoulders. This reduces tension. It diminishes that hopeless feeling that can arise from seeing a problem as an unscalable mountain of complexity that daunts you into helplessness and inaction. Paradoxically, By recognizing that you cannot guarantee the broad changes you would like, you are then free to focus on the real changes that you can accomplish. E comes before D. Knowing that we have control over our actions, but not over the results of our actions, reduces the anger and disappointment that arise from unmet expectations. E, expectation, precedes D, disappointment. Or, as Benjamin Franklin put it, Blessed is he who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed. But wait a minute, isn't it good to expect good things? Isn't this a mark of optimism, and doesn't optimism create both increased opportunities and happiness? Yes, Expectation in the sense of general optimism and hopefulness is very helpful. The problem occurs when expectation contains insistence on our exact vision manifesting. When there is demand in our expectation, we become emotionally bound to our expectations coming to pass in the way we want 
and according to our timeline. Appointments. How can we be sure there is demand in our expectation? Easy. The clue is disappointment. For some, this disappointment is experienced more as hurt, for others more as anger, or sometimes it's a mixture of the two. When there is no demand in our expectations, we do not feel bad when our vision does not manifest in the way and in the time we expected. When there is some demand that things should come out the way we want, on the other hand, we feel a keen disappointment when they don't. We have made an appointment in our own minds with an imagined result, with a destiny we cannot control. When this appointment is not met by reality, we feel the pang of disappointment. Our imaginary appointment has been dissed by reality. We blame life for not conforming to our wishes, and we feel pain, not realizing that this pain comes from the appointment that we ourselves pre-constructed in our minds. When friends, family or society in general all share the same expectations, it makes it even harder to let go of them. Freedom from these boxes of expectation creates contentment. But hey, does this mean we sit back and do nothing in zombie-esque recline, acquiescing to whatever life brings? Not at all. We can work hard for what we want without handcuffing ourselves to a particular result that may be beyond our control. For example, any result that depends on what others do or don't do. Freedom, say the wise ones, is not being emotionally attached to the results of one's actions. It does not mean not acting. Here is a simple and effective exercise to help reduce the burden of carrying disappointment with the way things have worked out at this present time, socially and nationally. Exercise. Clarifying power and action. One, write down something that ideally you would like to see happen, something important to you. This is a statement of what you dearly wish for and does not need to be something that is within your power to make happen. Two, now make a list of things that you would like that are within your power to do, things that might help you achieve what you want from step one, though there are no guarantees. Three, decide which of the items from list two you choose to do. Circle or highlight these. Four, schedule actions on the items you've chosen. And five, perform these scheduled actions, remembering that results cannot be guaranteed. Take pleasure in making your best effort. Thank you for listening to Superpower Curiosity with Dr. Richard Gillette.
Episode 14 is scheduled to come out in two weeks, so subscribe now to hear Richard's next Curiosity Room conversation. It's with Dr. Randy Kale, a psychologist unafraid to travel new ground and challenge old paradigms. Randy speaks of cutting-edge techniques for changing an emotional state that you don't want into one that you do. So stay tuned for a great conversation. We'd love to hear what questions you have for Richard. You can send an email or voice memo to superpowercuriosity at gmail.com. Till next time, stay curious! Curious!